Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. Today, I'd like to continue with a message of faith and corresponding action. We need to have action behind what we believe. We're not simply hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Amen? Sometimes corresponding action can be something as simple as believing or simply agreeing with God's word. It doesn't always have to be physical action. There is a time to act and a time to believe and a time to be patient. And we need to discern between all of them. Now, sometimes that action can even be staying out of worry and remaining in peace. Many times in the Gospels, the healings that took place required some action, however, on the part of the recipient in order to be healed. And I'm going to share some of these with you today. For example, Jesus would say, rise up and walk, take up your bed, stretch out your hand, go show yourself to the priest, etc. He would often challenge the person. So let me ask you this, who is responsible for success in your life? You are. That is the answer. So now that we know what the Word says, what are we going to do about it? Are we just going to keep gathering information just for education's sake, or are we going to act? Many people today want to be judged by their intentions, not their actions. Our salvation is assured by faith in Christ, certainly, but it's our actions that define our success in life, not our intentions. As the saying goes, actions speak louder than words, and when it comes to trusting God, how we respond to His Word reinforces what we believe, and what we believe influences ultimately what we do. Now in Joshua 1.8 it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Friend, in this passage, the word meditate in Hebrew actually means murmur or to mutter. Reciting God's word to ourselves not only brings faith to us, but helps us remain obedient to his will. So as we murmur or speak the word, we are the ones hearing it so that we may observe and adhere to it. Then we become successful as we apply the word of God in our lives. As I said previously in James 1.22, Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If someone says to you, look, I'm starving, I, I need food, I need shelter. And if you have the capacity to meet that person's need, then you should meet it. Don't grab their hand and pray. No, meet their need there and then if you can. So we need to act, not just pray. We need to do both. Now let's continue our study of corresponding action by reading Mark chapter 3 verses 1 through 10. This is a healing account of Jesus. And he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him, they being the Pharisees, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they might accuse him. And he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, Stand forth. And he said unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their heart, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Awesome. Praise God. 
There are two things this man had to do. Number one, he had to stand up. And number two, he had to stretch forth his hand. Notice that Jesus did not say, hey, you're healed. Heck, Jesus didn't even lay hands on the man. He simply said, stretch forth your hand. And by doing so, the man with a withered hand believed that Jesus had the power to heal. And he knew the moment that he moved his hand, he would be healed. Jesus was calling the things that are not as though they were. This is mentioned in Romans 4.17, an important principle in Scripture, which I will discuss in another broadcast. Friend, I challenge you today, come into agreement with what God has said about the topic of healing. Start taking action in line with what God's Word says on the topic. Now here's another example involving Jesus in John chapter 5 verses 1 through 10. After this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then, first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had been a long time in that case. He said to him, Will you be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. Praise God. In this instance, once again, the Lord did not lay hands on the man. He just said, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Notice, the scripture says, and immediately the man was made whole. That man could have ignored Jesus. He had a choice. He could have remained on the floor. Notice he was not made until he took corresponding action. He had to do something. He had to rise up and walk. He could have just said, look, I'm crippled, man. I'm not going to rise up and walk. Are you kidding me? No, he didn't do that. Today, God is calling you healed, friend. Today, Jesus is saying you're prosperous. He's saying you're successful. But what is your response? Are you going to agree with the Lord today and say, Yes, sir, your word says it, I believe it, that settles it. Or are you going to look at your situation and speak the circumstances back to him? All of God's promises are yes and amen. If God be for you, who can be against you? It says this in Romans 8.31. Time and time again, we see numerous examples in Scripture of people taking action in accordance with their beliefs. This can work in both a positive and negative way. One of the most tragic occurrences of the negative way is revealed in Numbers chapter 13, where the children of Israel were about to enter the promised land. But their actions were not based on faith, but fear instead. They gave an evil report back to God. Friend, an evil report is saying what they saw and heard instead of saying what God said about the situation. If we give in to fear, we will be overcome by our obstacles instead of us overcoming them. Now let's read about that in Numbers chapter 13, verses 30 through 32. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, talking about the land, for we are able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel. 
That evil report spread like wildfire through the camp. Discouragement and despair came upon them swiftly. Friends, an evil report is one of fear. It looks at the circumstances and pronounces that God can do nothing about it. An evil report is repeatedly saying what life circumstances are saying to you instead of saying what God says about the topic. Fear causes us to shrink back and our God becomes very small in our sight as a result. The Jews would not take corresponding action of faith and they died in the wilderness because of it. In this case, what they said out of their own mouths was the verdict in Numbers chapter 14 verses 22. And this is God speaking. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in mine ears, so will I do it to you. Wow, friend, we need to watch our murmurings. They said they couldn't conquer the land of Canaan and were likely going to die in the promised land fighting the giants. And there were giants in the land. More on that later. So God judged they were not qualified. He took them at their word and they died in the wilderness instead. The very thing they said out of their own mouths was the judgment that came to pass. Friend, listen to me right now. Pay attention. Those who say they can and those who say they cannot are both right. How many things has the Lord done in your life? Over and over again, he's been gracious to you and shown his providence. And all of a sudden, you're going to stop believing him. Those guys had seen the parting of the Red Sea. They passed through safely. God fed them in the desert. He brought quail. He brought manna. But all of a sudden, it was too big for them after coming so far. God has brought you so far in your life. And are you going to quit on him now, friend? No, I don't think so. God instructed Moses to take corresponding action. Remember what I told you about the rod. The number of times that God said to Moses and Aaron, actually 22 times combined in the book of Exodus, stretch forth your hand across the water or land. God is looking for a corresponding action. If you're believing, for example, if you want to get off medication, you need to take a small step in that direction by slowly lowering your dosage and seeing how you feel if you believe God is telling you to do so. Many people are on antidepressant drugs right now when all they need is a good clean out of their soul and letting go of some hurts and wounds and memories. I'm not belittling medicine. It has its place, certainly. But if you've been on antidepressants for months or even years and you know that its side effects are detrimental to your body, Yes, you may have been on them temporarily, and, and they did help your symptoms. I'm not saying that, but you should not be on them permanently. Feeling depressed is a manifestation in your emotions of what you've been meditating on in your thought life. Feelings follow action, my friend. Thinking negatively may cause a chemical imbalance in your brain, certainly, but the chemical imbalance is not the cause for the depression. Thinking negatively is. Now, this may be hard for some of you to hear out there right now, but I'm going to say it anyway. Start thinking on the Lord. Read the word out loud to yourself. Let your own ears hear the word of God, which is the truth about the situation. Take your thoughts off of yourself and onto something else. Antidepressants are trying to resolve a soul issue with physical medication. And friend, the issue is in your heart. Its fruit is manifesting symptoms of sickness and disease in your physical body. 
It's time to dig it up at the root. If we just cut off the grass, we will end up mowing the grass over and over again. We're not dealing with the root of the issue. The Lord Jesus deals with the root of issues. He wants to pluck it out so that you can feel times of refreshing and healing in your physical body. Now, I'm not telling you to do anything today. I'm telling you to listen to the Holy Spirit. Pastor's not telling you to come off your medication, no. But I want you to be open to the fact that you can come off your medication in God's timing and in God's way as he prompts you to do so. You will feel peace about it. If you slowly come off those pills, my friend, God will meet your faith in that area. You're not supposed to be on pills for your entire life. Some people are on several types of medication, one, two, three, five, six different meds. The side effects can be quite difficult in the body when you have the concoction of drugs in your blood supply. There are people even locked up in mental institutions today who really need spiritual deliverance, but instead they're heavily medicated to suppress them or even have electroshock treatments. I'm not blaming the medical community. Many times, in fact, the church has not done its job in enforcing the authority that God gave it. I urge you to take action today, friend, at God's prompting, to take corresponding action in your life in the area where God is challenging you. Do it, my friend, and you won't regret it. That little thing that's been tugging in your heart that you know God wants you to do. Don't wait a moment more. Lift up your rod, just as Aaron and Moses did in the days of old, and let God move in your life. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button 